0: Hi. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus rolling.
1: I can get on board. (laughs) Hello. I'm Darren Jolly.
0: It's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Short Bus Debate Club. Um, Happy Monday that happens to fall on a Tuesday. (laughs) And, uh, Today, Darren and I are going to talk about, um, well, what it means to be a citizen and what it means to be a consumer, and can they be mutually exclusive, or can you be both? I don't know the answer to that, um, but the this show was kind of darren's idea so i'll
1: let him kind of kick it off well the the reason why i was uh, interested in this question is that uh i think that honestly speaking because of the way that our uh system is so uh it's so much focuses on self-expression through what it is that we purchase that that sort of like bullshit jeremy benthamian notion that uh somehow or another like the utilitarianism that ties to that certain notion of political economy you know that uh, uh, again that you're self-expressionist through what you buy I think the concept of being a citizen is lost like I said I I worked on the window uh, at the post office for about a decade now and one of the places where this really started to hit me over the top of the head was when uh, people from my father's generation my father was born in 1940 um, these were people that were born uh, you know, right around uh, World War II, they don't have an actual memory of it. They were too young to, to, to remember it, but they benefited from the the great financial windfalls of what happened in the American political economy um, in the in the aftermath of World War II. And what would happen? Uh, so, like at the post office, people people that were in a management position for a long time. They would, uh, get benefit, they would get they uh, would get bonuses, and I'm talking about like higher management, like upper and upper middle management positions. They get bonuses if they uh, if the overall cost of uh, production went down, and the only real way that they could uh, bring the cost of production down is to have somebody go in and measure, say like the lengths of the routes, right? And if the if they could if they could so say you have like 72 routes inside of one station, if you could get them to where uh, you you justify eliminating uh, seven routes uh, in that station by tacking them on to other other routes, then you you bring down the overall labor costs in those in those spaces. So they would end up getting bonuses for this. So like if you did that throughout the district or at, throughout like a a big sorting facility, they would get they would get big bonuses. And what ended up happening because they they literally do this like every every five years um, at least what happened in Denver. I can't speak uh, for for other locations is that the routes got to where they were really, really long. And they didn't hire anybody inside the post office. When I got hired, it was the first time that they were hiring anybody inside the post office new uh, for about for about eight or nine years, from so 2006 uh, forward. Um, and when that went down, um, there was a gap where you didn't have anybody new coming in, because they were, again, trying to keep the labor costs down so that they could get their fucking bonuses up, right? So the long-term consequences with with that idea, when you're when you're uh, working in this space where you're uh, you're continually trying to to shrink the overall cost, is something is going to suffer, and and that means that the, it's 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 going to be service ultimately. We're playing a numbers game, and it's a, it's going to be service. So, people to get back to what I was saying, people from my uh, father's uh, generation would come in, and the way that they express themselves is to come in and, and to bitch at you, right? And then, uh, if you didn't give them the res- the response they want, they would always ask for a supervisor, and they would bitch at the supervisor. Now, if you have so many so so many people working for you, say you've got like you got like 200 you know 82 business hour or labor hours of work that you have to fill in a certain day in terms of carriers, but you've only got enough. You're working all the carriers 12 hours a day, and you've only got enough to fill 180. Well, then you're rolling routes at that point in time. There's there's no magic fix. There's no way to reorganize anything like that. You're you're basically in a system at that point in time that's that's failing, um, and it's being and it's failing because of the way that they applied those. It's essentially austerity positions earlier. You 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 make everything real lean with regards to the production. So in the in that moment when I would see the post office functioning like that, um, it was clear that we were being uh, constructed more like a business inside of the post office as opposed to being constructed as a service that which is what our historical position was for you know leading up to this and what made the post office really great in the United States I would argue for a long time um but in in the midst of that when these individuals would be coming in and it's not just people from my but the where I would see the first would be the people from my dad's generation and and they just come in and they just bitch at us and they think if you complain and if you sque- if you squeak the loudest that you're going to get a change and and that's just that's just not the case and i think that that's the way that most people in the current system think that you're going to create change in a in a political way because they don't understand that there's a distinction between what it is when you're functioning in relation to uh, a civic space a civic space which the post office used to be right um, I would argue that it's not anymore. Um, um, and there's a difference between functioning in relation to a civic space and, an, and a consumer space. And since everybody's hell-bent on their Amazon orders and all that shit, nobody really understands what it means to be a citizen anymore. I'm not sure that I know what it means to be a citizen anymore. I mean, you, 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 like Brian talks about a ton, you know, he pushes for voting because we know that's something that you can do he pushes for, uh, you know, writing like letter writing campaigns. And that's one way to communicate too. like you're calling <laughs> up your, 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 Congress people, whatever that's another, another thing that you can do. But after that, does it just go straight? So you got to go out into the streets and be a, you know, I mean, we don't even know how to function collectively anymore together without it being uh, something that becomes bastardized. I, I, and I mean, that's just my starting point for citizen versus consumer. It was in those interactions that I had between myself and that specific demographic of customer when they were coming in. Because we're essentially hamstrung. We can only do what we can do with the number of people that we have.
0: Well, but that's not just with the post office. I mean, I know that it's more evident to you because you're at the post office every day. Um, But that's everywhere. I mean, you know, with uh, companies like Kaiser, you know, healthcare isn't as good as it once was because all of their doctors are paid bonuses on profitability. Um, you know, it's, it's happening over and and over and over again, regardless of, of what vertical market you happen to service. Um,
1: a company uh, is different than a, like, cause I, I agree. Like, police. Like, for instance, if you go in as a police officer right now, they're very, you know, they, they don't have enough. I mean, in spite of like whatever it is that you know people want to say, they're spread very thin, you know. Because yes, you're right. Austerity is is been the, the name of the game. Uh, well, I think
0: more uh, it's more along the lines of greed than austerity. It's more like. Some asshole who knows it's not gonna do any good, you know comes up with this new plan to you know roll back pricing or cut costs somehow You know food costs are down here labor cost is down here, whatever And so they end up making these fat ass bonuses and a lot of these guys these executives or managers or whatever depending on if you're talking public or private or or quasi public um then most of them stick around a couple of quarters
1: so they get their big fucking bonus and then they leave well i i don't think that like to be sure i don't think austerity is a different you know it's different than greed i mean i think anytime you're making an argument to lean something down particularly when you're dealing with a public institution like again okay so maybe not even police but teachers you know public schools again they 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 don't have you know you're not paying them well enough you're not giving them enough uh, uh, tools to be successful so they i mean they've been and there's nobody that's that's getting bonuses above above, above them but that that concept of austerity of of a more lean because still the people that are organizing this, they, they think about it as less, you know, less money in, but we need to get at least the same output or more, you know. So, I mean, I just like the contradiction that you said just a second ago too, like quasi, I mean, what, what I mean, like quasi public, private, what, I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? Like I said, I, I mean, of course, like I asked that in the post office's context, because it looks to me like we are here to... Um. Well, the reason I said it for the post office mm-hmm. is because, you know,
0: both you and my uncle for a long time told me a lot of the inner workings. And I know that, you know, for the most part, you guys were the only government entity that was self-funded. I mean, you sold stamps, so you weren't taking money from
1: Congress or um at least until we were the 75 year prefunding thing in 2006 happened
0: so that's why i said quasi is because you know you've got all of this money coming in cuz you're selling stamps um but the government still has their fucking nose in your business around every turn
1: so that's why I said quasi. No, but it's good because it shows the contradiction. I mean, that's all i'm I'm saying because the 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 crossroad between public and private gets really messy when you're dealing with an institution like the post office, where you're yes, where
0: well, so here's here's the thing. I mean, citizen or consumer or both um, or neither. I mean, I never, as much as I fucking railed against, you know, people that didn't vote and, you know, always tried to tell people they need to do this, this, and this, I never considered myself a citizen. I am a citizen. I was born here. But it wasn't like that was one of the things I identified with. And... It wasn't up until very recently that I identified myself as a consumer and that was because I was nothing but a consumer I mean I was just buying shit to buy shit no rhyme or reason just buying it well you told me to listen to this interview some guy wrote Angry nomics Mark, Mark Blythe was the guy. Here. Yeah. And he made it sound like the difference between a citizen and at least from, you know, the portions I listened to that you told me to, um, he made it sound like the difference between a citizen and a consumer was how much money you had made making investments or in the stock market or whatever. So that to me means that there are a very limited number of people that would identify themselves as consumers when I think that it's a what a much wider base than than that. I mean cuz The ones that are consumers are the ones that get fucking excited about Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday deals and how much money they can possibly fucking spend on Christmas presents for people. Those are the consumers as far as I'm concerned, because most of the people that I've known throughout my life don't make any money off of investments or have a portfolio.
1: That's definitely not what Mark Blythe was arguing there. It isn't just about it isn't just about their investment. He was just talking about self-identification in, in that moment, that we don't know how to even identify ourselves as as citizens. That the the concept of a citizen is Like I said, and I don't want to quabble over definitions a bunch. No,
0: no, that's fine. But what I was getting at is that, you know, even though, again, up until probably the last 10, 15 years, I never considered myself a a consumer, but I never considered myself a citizen either. Probably the only time I would have ever identified myself as a citizen is if I ended up in some fucking foreign prison somewhere and i would say no i'm a citizen of the united states you need to you know let me out
1: that you all the stuff that you did with regards to to voting i mean what what are those functions of i mean
0: no it's there's the those are functions of a citizen that isn't what i'm saying i know i'm a citizen it's just self identification, I guess, I never would have considered like if you would have said, okay, list the top five things you would consider yourself to be, what are they? Citizen would have never been in that top five.
1: I I, I think that you're you're missing the 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 bigger point that I'm I'm trying to this isn't it's it's about how you act in a social environment, period. Right. If how you act in a social environment is just through what you purchase. Then you 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 activate yourself in that social environment through your consumption only. Right. We like and and when I asked the question about citizenship versus consumerism, the system that we are involved in right now has done a very good job of making the acts that we would. identify. That's why I said the acts that we would identify with with our, you know, I mean, of course, people stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. The and so There's all the nationalist garb and bullshit that people do um, in, in relation to the concept of citizenship. But like at the be- like 1727, like Ben Franklin, like he he developed this thing with some people that were like minded with him. They weren't all in the same business spot, but they're called Juntos, right? It was called a so I don't even know where the fuck the name came from. But these guys came together and they would sit around and they would talk about... Um, how to, to better their environment, how to better themselves in relation to their environment. There was a social um, – there was a shared social uh, set of goals, right, that these people maintained. And they didn't all think the same things, but they would come and they would debate philosophy. They would, they would argue. They would, you know, it, they would interact with one another. We would never do anything like that for the most – I mean, sometimes people do, or if they do it, they do it uh, – only with people like for like a lobbying firm or something like that it's it's only again it's only for their, their ability to better themselves in the context of their financial capabilities it doesn't really have anything to do with understanding that we need to continue to cultivate certain social relationships collectively as, as, as a society otherwise the, the bonds that make that society exist in the first place start to fall apart. So, I mean.
0: No, I, I think that for the most part, I agree with you. All I'm saying is that I don't, I mean, do you consider yourself more of a citizen or yes, a consumer? It, it, it I,
1: I, I know it yeah. doesn't matter.
0: I'm just asking the question because I think that, people are going to kind of want to know. I mean, I understand we're talking about this thing in the abstract. And if we're doing these things, then that makes us citizens. And if we're doing these other things, then that makes us consumers. And then there's probably a small wedge between the two where somebody can be both.
1: I'm I'm not arguing that that, that, that whether there's a crossover or there's not a crossover. What, what, I'm, what I'm suggesting is that we have constructed a society where the concept of citizenship, it only exists in extremely superficial ways. Like, if I'm sitting here talking to you about this stuff, like, we're doing this. I mean, on some level, because we're not getting paid for this, you know. We're, we're doing it because, presumably, because we, we're both stubborn motherfuckers and we like to offer our thoughts up to the world. And because we hope that some other people would engage us on that and that there might be, like, a ripple effect, you know, that you might... Like this isn't this, this is in my estimation an, an act that would be moving towards a concept of citizenship. But again, it, it like my my point is is generally speaking, that the kind of citizenship that would be necessary for us to survive, if anybody really thinks that they're that in this world right now, I I mean I, I, I just don't see it, you know, talking like arguing over Twitter, you know, I mean, there are some pe- there might be some some social spaces where things like, like uh, where people are trying to to build build up these social spaces. But I think that writ large, like. Ninety nine point nine percent of all activities, and that includes the when we vote, you know, or letters that we write, like I, I just don't see us as being very healthful healthy and having healthy social intercourse for the sake of healthy social intercourse, everything always goes back to that to the consumer position. That's 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 the vast majority. I don't. I mean, so when I say, "Am I a citizen? or Am I not a citizen?" Well, I'm doing this with you because I'm trying to engage in something that might uh, help to stimulate something like citizenship. But like right now, fuck no, man, we don't have anything. going going for us. And we socially don't have any way to even, I don't think we've been, that's why I said like voting, you know, letter writing or phone call campaigns, and then like going out on the streets. I mean, like, isn't there some other stuff that's supposed to be in between where we're?
0: Well, isn't that's, yeah. I mean, I think that some of it is, you know, like they used to say well it takes a village to to raise a kid right you know so obviously
1: yeah HRC even wrote a book
0: you uh you can't do a whole lot of that that kind of shit now but i mean everybody is so fucking closed off now you know when i moved on when i moved into my first condo and this was in 2001 um None of the neighbors said hi or kiss my ass or, or anything. Um, and I would argue that, you know, while you're being active in the political arena might make you a citizen, I would say that even more so it would be, you know, helping the people in your neighborhood in your city and whatever and and going back to that you know we are not we are the world but i mean seriously <laughs> just being part of each other's lives in a more meaningful way Um, I think is a part of citizenship that doesn't have anything to do with voting or writing letters or doing any sort of grassroots campaign. You know, it's just making sure that, I don't know, other people know you're there, and I, I...
1: no, I, I I like this. I, I mean, I, this is this is this is more to the point of what I'm trying to get at because it's. I mean, if you go and like you like you said, you move into this place and you see that you got this lady who lives downstairs that uses a walker. You know, um, she's a real hard time getting her shit in from the store. You know, I mean, things like that are simple spaces where like you like we can build. But even even still, like it's not just you know. It is like like when I when I said that we don't have citizenship, I'm honestly telling you like because the last time I went to a protest, right? Uh, I I swear I never go to a protest again after it because there were all these things that were um, cultivated in this real bullshit way to where the cops were interacting with the people that were running the protest to where they moved us to a certain spot. So when they filed, they shot the tear gas off we would all disperse across this field. And it was, it was clearly planned. Like they, they herded us all into the spot and the act of civil disobedience had disappeared, you know, because it was just more of a, a symbolic act, which is what, like everything that we do, like for, for the social space in our existence is for those symbolic acts. Not It's not these concrete expressions, like, the things that you would do inside of a community where you're reaching across the space Uh, and, 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 and not just helping an old lady, but doing things like that to where you, you, you're comfortable enough with the people around you to say, you know, these are my shortcomings or this is what I'm working on. And what do you know? That's what you're doing. Oh, you know, to where there's uh, something triggers to where, like you said, you aren't just going into your cubicle, you know, lived existence and, you know, hooking up to, iTunes and TV, whatever, and that's that's yeah.
0: pretty much what we're all doing
1: now. I
0: mean, it's it's really kind of disappointing. And really, if you look at it, I mean, I I thought you were gonna say something entirely different with your um, protest thing, and it just reminded me because you know, I think before Black Lives Matter actually mattered they were selling fucking t-shirts i mean and i understand that all of that has to do with it because you got to raise some funds to help with all of the things that go after it but it seems like their main goal is to sell fucking t-shirts it it
1: became a brand i mean it did i mean and and of course all that stuff happened you know uh, in, in missouri first and but by the time the 2020 came around yeah I mean, it was a brand. And, and and yes, we like we we, you know, I know we both know, like if you're going to try to do something, you have to do something to reproduce the condition so that you can exist from day to day, which means that you have to. But there's a fine line between there was one Black Lives Matter uh, organization that got they, they got like, you know, 38 million dollars donated to them. In in California, they had, the the leader of it had taken a huge chunk of it and bought a four million dollar house. You know, I mean, like you're not doing that. Motherfucker is not serving Black Lives by getting a four million dollar house for himself. Not
0: know? unless he's asking a lot of fucking Black Lives to come and live
1: with him. <laughs> so no, and that's I mean that but that question that you just brought up really hits at the heart of what it is, and I'm like because the consumption aspect dominates so much of the field of what it is that we're doing like the second that you start doing anything you know and trying to have success and if you start to have success so like say say we we started to reach people right on this and all of a sudden we were getting a hundred thousand you know a million listens uh, a day somebody would immediately try to start using ours to advertise they people would try to get it but they you know but we need you to, to, to calm that down a little bit not so many fucks. Yeah, tone this you down know.
0: don't say that
1: I mean it becomes again like and it and also because we're doing it on these uh, platforms the, the platforms have their own set of interests in relation to what it is that I mean there's such an impossible line between where we're at in terms of the way that that consumption position dominates our sphere of everything that we don't even know how to make them a meaningful to create a meaningful social space, even when it does present itself. And we watched the guy fucking get, get choked to death for eight and a half minutes. I mean, there's never, I mean, that's a horrible thing to motivate a bunch of people, but uh, that's something where of course people should be responding to it.
0: But I don't, I don't think any of them were ever motivated by that, I think they were motivated by the shirt, and I I know a lot of people would argue that they are one and the same thing, that the act spawned the shirt, and the shirt is part of the act, but that isn't the fucking case, man, these are people, and I don't know where it started, so there was an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was going on an AIDS walk and he refused to wear the fucking ribbon. And these guys were getting so pissed. What's the matter with the ribbon? He won't wear the ribbon. I'm going to talk to him. And Kramer ended up like running away. Um, But he refused to wear the ribbon. And I remember that was the first nonprofit I can think of that was really – merchandising based on something and the the ribbon thing was so fucking successful that every non-profit afterwards you know first it was fucking yellow ribbon because it's fucking ball cancer and then there was breast the, cancer, the pink, one, pink yeah. ribbon for breast cancer and there's a fucking ribbon for bullying and a ribbon for fucking epilepsy and a ribbon for all of this other bullshit.
1: It's like the like the rubber the rubber things around the
0: wrist. And the know. rubber bracelets, yeah. yeah. I mean they just they sell all of this stuff and I don't know I don't think it makes anybody more aware of what they can do or what they should do or anything. I think that they're Fucking fashion accessories now.
1: I mean, that's. It is it is really hard to find, like an authentic act. I mean, when uh, the first book that uh I was ex- uh, exposed to with Zizek was Welcome to the Desert of the Real, and and at the very end of the book he 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 talks about the the concept of the political act, right? And the political act is this is this idea where you you make a choice, you do this thing, and there's a risk to it, right? Because he suggests that you can't you can't do anything if you're attempting to change the world that you're a part of and be uh, risk averse. like it that it just doesn't work like that he he he's he's just basically punishing uh, the liberal left because they want to have this revolutionary moment without the revolution and and that's just not not even uh, possible. but we do seem to be caught in a space where we don't even know how to commit to a moment like that in a, in a con, in a concrete way. Like we don't even know how to, because like, like you're, I mean, I I got, I I got this, you know this thing for what was the yellow one that Lance Armstrong? Yeah, was it was, test, was testicular cancer or something or like that, or prostate, or prostate cancer. Some, yeah, yeah probably, it was probably, testicular, yeah, I think. But because he had, yeah, he had had that. So, but I mean, everybody and their fucking mom. So, like, it's this concept of solidarity. But it's like you're like you're saying, it's this fashion accessory concept of solidarity. It, no, whatever it meant by the time you're everybody's got one on, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It just means that people are conscious of the fact that Lance Armstrong got cancer, and it might have been from doping too much or something.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what color bracelet you need
1: for that. Uh, for doping too much? Yeah. <laughs> um, You'd have to balance them out then, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucked up. And then even if they do find something that, that works, something that, you know, people seem like they want to be a part of, or at least buy the swag. Mm-hmm. Um some other organization basically steals it from them, you know? So, Black Lives Matter, then pretty soon, Blue Lives Matter. And, look, I I don't want to start some fucking
1: cop black thing on this show, um... It, but you're right. It's that, that once the thing becomes commodified, it gets because it's it's in our subconscious. So yeah, and it's just gets, like
0: yeah. the ribbons yes. or the b- bracelets.
1: It's, it's exactly it, 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 it is. Yeah, and 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 if anybody can't understand what he's saying there, it doesn't. That it, it you could it could be you just plug anything in there. You know, Indian lives matter. Yeah. you know. Uh,
0: Yellow lives matter. Yeah.
1: Uh, Martian Martian lives matter. You know, Those, they do. Yeah. They're
0: important. <laughs> It's it's just, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, from all of the things that we've mentioned, you know, the first 37 minutes of the show, I would say none of us are citizens anymore. That's, I mean, we're naturalized citizens, but that's it. Yeah, yes. We, we don't seem to care what's going on with our neighbor. We don't seem to care what's going on at the White House. We don't seem to care... If this group is actually doing what they say they're doing, you know, we just don't fucking pay attention to it.
1: And we, don't, and we just don't know how to have a social like an honest social relationship with one another.
0: Well, that one's tough. I know that
1: one's tough. but that's I mean, that's the reason why I wrote the Juntos. He wasn't old when they when they did that. He was a, he was a relatively young guy still, you know. But, and they didn't know what was going to happen in 1776. They had no, not in 1726, they had no fucking idea. You know, they had an idea that they wanted a better world. They had some sort of delusionary sense in their mind that if they got together with people that were also wanted to have a better world. And, but weren't exactly the same as them as an individual, that they could talk to one another and think about things and maybe become better problem solvers collectively you know and the, i mean but what, like at some point like we gotta have a you know like we we try to do those study groups you know the last time we went and did it it fucking exploded you know janae did her presentation on capitalist time versus communist time and uh one of the the people in the i won't i won't i won't, I won't name names because uh, you know what's what's the name of a that's my favorite Seinfeld episode what was the restaurant that they went to the, you name names Elaine you name names oh
0: well, his this, dad was
1: his dad was blacklisted yeah I they remember would go and eat at that Chinese restaurant all the time yeah I can't remember the name of the restaurant though
0: but I know what you're talking about
1: so either way this person uh, made all these comments about uh, well, so where's the where is the non-white People's voice in in what it is that you're talking about. Of course, that totally brackets the fact that the person who said it was white. Well, no, he he was he's he's uh, I can't remember Pakistani and German or something like that. I can't remember, but uh, um, but Janae is is half Lebanese, right? So I mean, she's she's clearly I mean in that by category, she's non-white, right? So, but either way. Um, he turned it into this identity politics thing and didn't say anything about the substance of what she was talking about, but we were meeting up, you know, we started meeting up like once a month, pretty regularly. We all have regular jobs. Um, We'd read, you know, some, some section of stuff. We come together, we talk about it, we argue about it, you know, try to have a good discussion. Sometimes it worked, but that, that time it was so bad that it killed the, but we need somehow or another and it can't just be like academic like that. It has to be aimed towards something else you know, that that has practical space in and in, in explicitly tied to what, not just implicitly, explicitly tied to whatever you're trying to succeed at.
0: Well, I think even if it was just academic, I mean, granted, you'd have a hard time finding a lot of people that wanted to write papers, but, I mean, at, at least you're doing something. The thing is, is that, you know, what, 85, 90% of the people out there? I mean, I interrupt you constantly, and it's not because I want so badly to hear myself being heard. It's just that I just always think you're almost done. You pause a lot. But anyway. <laughs> um, do I really? You do pause a lot. Okay. But what I was, <laughs> what I'm getting at is that there are all of these fucking people, and... Most of the time, when somebody's reading a paper, or talking, or whatever, they're not actually fucking listening anyway. They're just sitting there fucking developing their comeback in their head, you know, what it is that they want to be said, and it's wrong it's it's wrong for so many reasons i mean even if there's nothing for you to get out of it it's it's wrong um because then there's no no value in that communication and maybe that's the entire fucking problem right there is that communication no longer is what it once was because everybody just
1: wants they're waiting for their turn to speak. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting point because I, yeah, people do not, because to listen, you have to be able to shut your mind off enough of your own, you know, I mean, you still have to be interpreting the other person, but you have to be able to allow yourself to be sort of like covered by their thought, you know, so that you talk, take it on and you appropriate it. You're, I, I think that that's a, I, I think maybe some of those mushroom clinics, they might help, help some people with that, you know, but we'd need a lot more mushrooms and we really need to hit up like a, maybe we, we get some DMT and, and, and get like Jeff Bezos, like put, you know, you have to in, fuck up his brain and fuck up the Facebook guy's brain and just get all the world leaders together and just, you know, have them have like a mind blowing experience to where they realize that they can, they need to learn to, sh- you know. Oh, you know Modi's talking now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my thoughts off and let his thoughts run over me.
0: I'm pretty sure with as much money as those guys have, they, uh, they shut off their brain probably fairly frequently. Um, mm-hmm. and if we just get rid of all those guys, then fuck. And we're just left with the assholes that can't do anything anyway, even <laughs> if they wanted to.
1: That is, it is kind of a paradox. Like that, moment. S-
0: that fucking jerk off that was in your fucking, you know, studies class or not class, but group. Yeah. Um. Just I I don't understand people, and and I understand, you know, maybe if you felt like, you know you were stepped over, or passed aside or treated wrongly because of, you know, your race, then then maybe you have something to say, but most of the people that are saying shit aren't those people.
1: Well, that, no no doubt that 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 circumstance uh, like everybody it's there's pretty 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 decent minded people, pretty thoughtful people. A lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, but whatever. The the bigger point is more. I mean, to what you're what what you're saying. Like, I it will be difficult to have any real concrete civic space functioning if people don't have first have the desire and and then have the, the know how. Like you're saying, like we all want the same thing, and I know that I can't do this by myself. So I'm gonna bring what I have to the table with these other people, and I'll throw what I have out there, but I'll. I'll list, you know, I'll shut my mind down long enough to see what it is that that person thinks. And we'll see if we can fit these social, social jigsaw pieces together a little bit, a little bit better. But there is no, uh, what do you think the listening, do you think that there was a point in, in history where people were capable of listening to each other better? I mean, I don't think that we've ever re- really been, I think that the, uh, waiting for someone, waiting for your turn to speak, you know, like going through the, you know, not even listening to it, Like, like you, you have a, you, you get to this point in your conversation and you say, you know, communism, and then my brain starts going, and, I, and that's what I'm going, I'm waiting, I'm going to say. Like, people I, have been horrible about that for a long time.
0: Probably. Yeah. I, and, you know, I mean, people are just basically the same fucking dipshit people that they have been for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I think at some point it had to be better. You know, because... And I know this is going to offend all of the mothers that are out there. But at one time, a kid... should be seen and, and not heard. You know, I mean... So it wasn't like we encouraged all of these kids to say a bunch of stuff. And and I think at that time, that was when you said, you know, you don't interrupt. You don't do this. That's rude. And I'm not saying that everything they did back then was right. But now they just let these fucking kids have whatever the fuck they... They want whenever the fuck they want it. And so a lot of them are the little entitled shits that... The the
1: participation trophy kids.
0: Yeah, that we're talking about where, you know, they don't feel like they have to listen. They didn't listen to their mom or their dad. They didn't listen to their grandma. You know, they didn't listen to anybody. So... Why would they listen to somebody that might be saying something that was important? And, you know, if you go back to Ben Franklin's time, I'm pretty sure that all of those kids, you know, if they knew how to read and write, that's what they were doing. They weren't speaking. (laughs) And I don't think that that's the the whole way to go. But, I mean, there's got to be some of it because... Now they just let them do whatever, and they have for a long time, and it really started with Gen X. I mean, that was where it started fucking going downhill, where, you know, oh, well, I, I didn't break that clock. That clock fell off the wall. Well, did you run into the wall? Did you jump up and down? You know, what What made it do that just all of a sudden?
1: You just jumped up. I don't know. Up. I
0: just did it. Okay, well, they were real good at blaming others and, and not taking the blame themselves, and that's kind of where it started and, and probably went downhill. Um, And at a fucking rapid, rapid rate. Because we can't talk anymore. And I try to talk to some of these fucking dildos that are, you know, in their, I don't know, mid-20s worthless dude they're
1: all fucking worthless so you're, you're missing the uh, you're missing the counter over the gas station right now then huh I have to talk to them all the time I had this little girl come in right she I mean she might have been she was 21 years old like I don't know she was she was very young right and uh, she comes up to me and she says I need to get my mail going in the right direction and I'm like Okay, so did you submit a change of address? She said, yeah, yeah. We filled out that green slip that went in the mailbox. I said, that's, that's not a change of address. ma'am. that's a vacant card, you know? She's like, but that was supposed to change my address. I was like, no, that was not actually ever going to change your address. And uh, I said, I said, why don't you let me look at your ID and I'll go see if you have a change of address in the system going to where it is that you say you live right there. She said, but I already did that. And I said, I said no, I said you didn't I was like i'm i'm pretty good at this game and filling out the the green vacant form that you put back in your I know exactly what you're talking about you know and. uh, The whole time she was completely incapable of ever getting any anything out of my you know she she had assumed that she completed this process that and I even pulled I said, this is a change of address, this is what you need to fill out. And she's like, but I already, I already did the other one. And I was like, just let me see your ID. And then we, and, and she said, why can't you just get my mail to go where it's supposed to go?
0: So you went back and forth with her three or four times, and probably before yeah, she ever started. To she, 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 she said, you know what,
1: I'll deal with this later. I'm just going to go. And she started crying and she started walking out and I said, stop. I said, I can't help you. I said, you just need to trust that I know what I'm talking about. And she just walked away crying. I was very nice. I was not, I mean...
0: I wasn't accusing you of being an asshole or anything.
1: It's just, but she, yeah, that, like, there's this, this, maybe it's because of the way that they interact with with computers and the internet and whatnot, where you think, you know, you have this picture of the way that you think something works in your head, and you cannot dislodge that, you know, it's like absolute, even though it doesn't reflect anything that's happening in real, like, space-time at all, you know?
0: No, it's it's fucking sad. And again, I don't know, like, you know, because even from the time I went from elementary school to high school, things had definitely changed. And by the time I got out of high school, they changed things entirely. I mean, like, I know for two years after I left high school, they went to a fucking pass fail grading system.
1: Oh, at Littleton, it was it was it wasn't exactly pass fail. I was the I was that that was the one the outcome based education stuff that they were doing before they had the back to basics vote and they they, they they got rid of all that stuff. It went it it went for two years, um, and I was a guinea pig. The year that I came in, of course, I didn't go to class at all, so I mean, I was not a very good guinea pig for him, you know.
0: Not at all. But
1: they 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 had like these. It was interesting to be perfectly honest with you. They had these like twenty seven things, and you had to finished like 18 of them or something like that and they were things that demonstrated that you had you understood you know things about reading and writing and math and science there was the, there was like a lobbying one you know that you would have to like successfully do it like a 12 minute lobbying presentation over a specific topic uh, you'd have to submit paperwork you know with regards to what it was that you were lobbying on uh, a lot of it was really interesting but it was very weird it was and it was not at all And that would, yeah, it would have been right about the time that you were gone.
0: But that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that they've changed it. And now, you know, like you said, the participation medals, none of these kids have to compete against anybody. So we've, we've just taken them all and isolated each individual one and made them feel oh so special.
1: But that's got to be why, why people can't talk. Because they don't, you know, in a a world like that, you're, you're God, you know, you're the one that the only one that matters, you know, and if you decide to allow someone else to matter, you can let them matter. But other than that, you're special, you're, you're a rare snowflake, you know, and, you know, everybody should coddle you and and treat you like you're, you you know, the best thing since uh, ever.
0: You are not a unique snowflake. (laughs) Um okay so we're coming up on 50 minutes now. Um I don't think we necessarily came any to any answers.
1: I think that we got into the question though pretty well. But
0: I think we did kind of ask the question maybe a little bit better. Um I I still don't necessarily see myself as either. Um but it is important to ask the question because now that I started talking about the community thing again, and I don't know, maybe my brain's all fucked up because I'm thinking about that more and more lately. But um,
1: why well, tell you we, your brain's fucked up? Thank we you.
0: talked about it in the last episode, and then talked about what the community thing. Like, what did we talk about about the community thing in the last episode? How the post office was part of the general store and um, okay. church. Like, small, and, like the small town. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, whatever. I mean, let us know what you guys think if you want. Uh, You know where to reach us. Short Bus Debate Club at Yahoo.com or seven two zero three three, 3, 3 4,
1: 4. 4. four roll,
0: <laughs> and uh, on Wednesday we are going to do
1: Rock, Rock and Roll, roll Hall of, of Fame
0: twenty twenty two induction, and then Friday I still think we're doing American Indian child. I don't know, Aqua. They're, yeah, they're they're fucking with
1: ACWA. ACWA.
0: They're
1: trying to they're trying to take the kids away.
0: So uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. You guys have a good night. Later. Talk to you later.